to another episode of the Long Distance Friends podcast. My name is Liv. Big news. Big, big news that I have been talking about for a hot minute. I cut my hair. Oh, okay. Who is she? She's feeling good. I cut about four inches off of my hair and it still goes below my nipples. Four fucking inches. All right. And it's still nipple length. So woohoo to me. Okay. Yippee. Um, I have a lot to talk about today. Okay. So I have been in a slump. Thank you for bearing with me. I apologize about that gap week because your girl was down in the dumps. All right. I was having an existential crisis. I was having a little minty B and I'm back and I'm better than ever. Is that true? Not entirely, but fake it till we make it. Okay. So here's what's going on. All right. I was in a situation ship and I was having fun, you know, like it felt good. It, I really enjoyed his company. Um, I think we had a lot of fun together and it hit that like three month park. And I love the people on TikTok that are like, let's talk about the three month rule of like, like wait three months before you decide to like get into a serious relationship with someone wait three months to like say I love you because like people like you fully see a person as they like who they actually are after three months and that came and I was mentally preparing myself because like I early on was like why have you not like fallen to the floor begging me to marry you. Cause like, no offense, but like everyone that I have dated in the past couple of years after a couple of months or like days, when I say months, I mean days. Okay. Like, does anybody else think like that? Cause I do like after two dates or one day or literally zero dates, I've dated people that in retrospect took me on one date, zero dates. Like what the fuck was that? Besides the point I literally, like, I was feeling so anxious to this guy. And I was like, why aren't you, like, I want to date you? And he was like, we just met each other. And I was like, right. Usually by this time, someone is, like, looking at rings and, like, planning another proposal. Because I've, okay, so fun fact about me. I have been proposed to several times and have said no. Um, and we can talk about those on a different date, but it does make me giggle anytime that I'm like, why am I still single? And then I'm like, I've, I've had the opportunity to get married several times. And every single time was like, you're not like, you don't impress me. You don't challenge me. You don't feel like the person that I would be comfortable spending my life with. And Hey, that happens. We move on. Um, but this guy like early on was like, I would like to wait a couple months and like date you. And like, why would I wait to call myself your boyfriend to treat you decently? And I was like, Oh, hit me with the facts. I appreciate this. Um, so we continued to see each other and I introduced him to some of my friends. Like we had a really great time and it was so pleasant. And like the past couple weeks, uh, we had some like real conversations. And I was like, wow, this is really great. Like, I'm glad that we're having these conversations because this means that it's going to either get serious or we're going to move on. And like, that's, that's a, that's not a bad thing. 
You know, being in a situation and it ending doesn't mean it's bad. Like if anything, say thank you. Say thank you for like one, teaching me something. I believe that we learn something from every single situation, but like I got to learn something about myself. I got to enjoy someone else's company. And now I'm more prepared for the right person or the next person or whatever, you know, like it, now I'm more clear on what I want. And, you know, he had brought some things up that did make me question what I wanted. You know, it made me question these things that I've spent my entire life telling myself that I wanted, you know, it made me think about my entire life revolved around you know, I want to grow up. And when I turn 25, I will be married. And when I turn 25, I will have one kid or I'll be pregnant. And by the time I'm 30, I will be pregnant with my second kid because I want them to be five years apart. Cause that's like a good age to developmentally give them all of your attention. And then they're self-sufficient. And then you can have another one. And there's a good gap there and all of the things. And I had like shared this with him. I was like, Hey, like, these, these are my expectations for like myself. And also here are my dreams for my life. And he came back to me and was like, Hey, listen, I appreciate that. Like, you know, but I don't know if I want to have kids. And I was like, Hey, that's like, at the time I was like, okay, like, thank you for telling me this, but also we are not like, I wouldn't want you to like, after two months, be like, I want to have kids with this person. Cause like, you don't know me. (laughs) You don't really fully know me, you know, like shit a week ago, I shared things that to me are like, oh, base knowledge. Everyone knows this about me. And he was like, I didn't know that about you. And I was like, oh, that's right. I didn't tell you that. Like all of the things that I've previously started with and then realized, Like, hey, these are really personal memories and moments for me. Like, I should probably, like, wait to get to know someone before I start sharing, like, the things that are really close to me. And, I, you know, I did that. And I was like, oh, okay. But we had these discussions that, like, did make me question, is this an idea that was sold to me or is this what I really want? Is it really a desire for me? Like, why do I want to have kids? Genuinely, what, like, if you are someone who wants kids, I want you to stop and think about why. If you have children, why did you want them? Why did you have them? Just because? Because you wanted something to love you? Because you were consciously prepared to bring a human being into the world and we're conscious of the fact that you're not having a child you are raising an adult and i had uh i had an ex-boyfriend who changed my perspective of that of like when you're having a child you're not having a child you do not have a child for your entire life they are your child but they are an adult you are creating an adult human being who's going to go into this world and are they going to make it a better place or are they going to contribute to a downfall of it? And I was like, oh my God, right, yes. And I love the people that I've gotten to like have that conversation with since dating that person of like, you're not having kids, you're having adults. You're raising adults. You are being given a blank slate of a human being and you are influencing and nurturing it to be 
a good person or not. And like, that's a lot of pressure. Like when you really think about it, like that is, that is a lot of pressure to put on a person who's, Hey, I acknowledge that I'm not perfect and I'm, I'm probably not going to make a perperfect person, but am I, am I having a child because I want a baby because they're only going to be a baby for about a year, you know, like why? Because you want a toddler. And sorry, that was an ugly little hiccup thing that just happened because you want a toddler because you want a school age child. Like they don't stay that age. They never do. And if that is what you're looking for, get an animal. Like don't create a human being who is going to be negatively impacted by your inability to show up for them for their entire life, the way that they're going to need. So that conversation started it. Um, And I was like, Okay, like, yes, great. This is probably not the serious conversation I would have started with. I would have maybe started with like finances. Like, how much money do you make? How much money do I make? How do you like to spend your money? Here's how I like to spend my money. Um, what are your savings goals? Like those types of things. Um, <laughs> and he was like, this is what came to mind. And I was like, hey, that's fine. Like, let's talk about it. This is great. And it made me spiral. It really did. Cause I was like, you know, I've had this mental image and like, I thought that I would meet my husband in college and then I'd get married after college and then I'd have a baby by 25. And I, I had it all planned out in my head when I was six years old. And now my life is not at all what I expected. And like, that really threw me for a loop because am I proud of my life? Absolutely. But if I had told my 10 year old self, at 24, you're going to be single, living alone with two cats in an empty house, and you're going to work this type of job, and you are going to be covered in tattoos, and you're going to talk into a microphone to put it on the internet, and you are going to share the things that are your deepest darkest fears and insecurities and secrets with the world, I would have thrown up. Genuinely, I think I would have shit my pants. I would have thrown up and I would have said, you're wrong. I would have prayed. I would have closed my eyes and I would have begged God because why would he do that to me? And like, I think we're going to unpack some religious trauma. I think a lot of that came from growing up in the religious environment that I had. Now, my family was not extremely religious, but like they were convenient religious. And then I went to a Catholic school. I went to an Episcopalian school. Like I was very much surrounded by faith and I was surrounded by, you know, the church and I never felt like I fit into it. And I wanted to fit in. Like I wanted to feel like I was a part of something. I wanted to feel like I was included in something. And There was this vision of, you know, the little house on the prairie of I'll stay at home and I'll have kids and I'll get married and I'll do the things. And like, I have a sibling who's doing that and like, good for them. But that was always my dream. And it was like watching other people do that. I was like, why can't I have the thing that's going to make me feel like I'm a valued piece of the world, you know? So having to unpack for me, why do I want to have kids? Why do I want to have kids? Is it because I was told that that's just what you do? And I know that that's not my reason. Like, I know that the reason why I want to have children 
is because I don't want to have children just to have children. If I never find a person that stays in my life for longer than three to six months, okay, I'm like, I'm not going to have kids and my life will still be full. My life will still be blessed by my girlfriends and their children and the value that I bring to the world on my own. But I had to realize that like in these uber religious environments, sometimes there is this connotation that a woman's value is her ability to procreate, you know? So I had to acknowledge this internalized misogyny in myself of like, I'm only valuable if I have children. And like, I'm really good at my job. I'm really good at taking care of my cats. I'm really good at loving people. Those are my values. You know, I get to do things that bring me joy. And if I don't have kids until later than I thought, my life is not going to end. I'm going to be fine. Like, it's okay. And that was a scary thing for me to come to terms with. But yeah, it, it did start to kind of slowly fizzle where I was like, hey, the thing that I really admired about you was that you planned great dates that were well thought out. You gave me all of the notice in advance. Like, I cannot, rec- like, I can't say enough good things about this guy. Like, he in advance would be like, this is what I would like to do because I think you will enjoy it. You mentioned this. These are the dates that work best for me. What date what's, works best for you? This is the time. This is like the vibe. And I was like, amazing. You're telling me how to dress. You're giving me advance notice. Like, I loved it. I was wildly attracted to like, this guy has his shit together. And it started to kind of fizz. And I was like, okay, like the holidays, I get it. Hey, the holidays are gone. And, you know, with the kids conversation, I had told him, if this is a cop out, I would expect more from you. Like there is the part of my mind that when a man says, I just, I have different future with a future vision, you know, that people go, oh, he's just trying to find an easy way out and get you to end it. And I was like, I respect you too much to believe that you would do that. And I believe that you respect me too much to do that because I would hope that you respect me enough that if you feel like, hey, I don't think this is vibing, that you would say it to my face. And you would tell me and say, listen, it's just not working. And I'd say, thank you. Like I literally to his face, I said, I will tell you, thank you. And today or yesterday, I, you know, again, was like, hey, yesterday I heard a quote and it made me think all day. And I kind of like brought it up to him, not directly, but I was like, I want to have a conversation about this. Cause like, Hey, you're not acting the same way you did three months ago. You're not planning dates. You're like, it doesn't seem like you want to see me besides the routine that was building. Um, and the quote that I saw is that behavior is a language. What is their behavior telling you? So his behavior told me, hey, something's going on and I don't think this is it. And so, you know, I also knew like I had told him come January, I'm going to want to define the relationship like that will have been 
a little more than three months. And I would want to know, okay, is this going to be serious or not? And like, I, I would, Nick Vial, if you see this, I would love to get you on the podcast and talk about it. I've read two books in the past couple months that were very much dating game changers for me. And it was Nick Vial's Don't Text Your Ex, Happy Birthday, and Logan Yuri's How to Not Die Alone. And I finished How to Not Die Alone last week. I think I talked about it a little bit. And it like influenced my conversation with this person where I was like, oh, I should be thinking about this in the, like, why am I just going based off of like, well, I feel, I feel, no, let me look at my data. Let me look at like, what is the science? You know, you know, she's a behavioral scientist and then hearing behavior is a language. Okay. So if your behavior for the past couple weeks is telling me that there is something off and you feel awkward around me and something's going on, either we need to have a conversation and we need to get over that, or we need to take a look at ourselves and go, this is not working. And like, genuinely, I wish that my 18 year old self had learned this lesson sooner because I am only able to be at the place that I am today because my younger self went through the things that she went through of she was in a situationship for three years with someone that didn't want that. Like I spent, I spent three years dating someone that was not dating me. And I would look at their behavior and I would go, yeah, but then sometimes they tell me that they miss me. And sometimes they tell me that they really care about me. And sometimes like when he gets drunk, I'm the person he calls to pick him up. And like, fucking dumbass. Honestly, younger version of myself, I'd love to be like, bitch, don't do that. Like, I wish I had more self-respect, but you know what? I had to not respect myself in order to learn how to respect myself. So yeah, behavior is a language. What is it telling you? Uh, When someone's words are conflicting, look at their behavior. You know, actions speak louder than words. I know that like the most cliche thing I can say, but it's true. It's so true that like how someone treats you, that's how they value you. That's how they see you. Okay. Like use that information. Oh, they ignore me. They don't make me feel good. Like how I feel about a person and how they make me feel are two different things. I feel great when I'm with this person and I feel great the day after. But then two days after, I feel anxious because I say, when can I see you again? And they don't answer it because they're just not that into me. That's okay. But yeah, so thank you to that guy. I'm going to wrap that up so I can move on to my next quote. But uh, I was getting my hair cut today. He sent me a really lovely message of just like, hey, I'm feeling uneasy about this. And I think nothing but the best things for you. And you care so deeply about people and you know what you want and you're so concise and like you have communicated so well of like I need a how like can you provide that or not and like I just am not in a place where like I can do that and like genuinely I think you are so great and like lovely hi puppy um but I like I want you to get the things that you want. And like, I just don't think that that's me. And I, I really respect you. And I was like, like, this is the best compliment that I could get. Like, I think I responded like 
I appreciated the time. I like, I've enjoyed the time that we've had. I appreciate you having this, you know, the courage to say this. Thank you. And just left it there. And God, I like, I feel great. And okay, let's be real for humanity's sake. The human nature in me is saying, oh, my feelings are hurt. They didn't want me. Okay. A little like, yes, I am sad that someone didn't desire me, but they did like, I, okay. It didn't work out, but it's all right. Like, thank you for giving me my time to go find the right person. It was lovely and fun. And we had a good couple months. I wish you the best. Thanks. So I feel good about that. Moving on. I have another quote that I want to talk about that while I was having my little spiral mentee B, I was talking to my trainer and she said something that I was like, God, that like, that hits in more than just a setting. You know, we're in the gym talking and we were talking about how like, I'm afraid to increase weights because I'm afraid of failing because if I fail, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt myself. And she said, failure is where you find your goals. Now in this setting, it was, okay, I failed on a lat pull down of 60 pounds. My new goal is to be able to hit 60 pounds. Yes. But let me look at my life. Let me look at my relationships. Let me look at my friendships. Let me look at where in my personal life have I failed. And I'm doing air quotes because like at the end of the day, like nothing is a failure. It is just a redirection to where you're supposed to win and where you're supposed to be. The things that don't work out are just bringing you closer to where you're supposed to end up. And I firmly believe that so deep in my soul. And so I, I like told her, I was like, this is hitting me in like, not just not just a workout way, you know, of like, if things don't work out with this guy, that's going to be fine because, all right, well now I've reevaluated and like, what are, where's my bar at? In what areas did he raise my bar? And in what areas do I need to raise my own bar? And I I know those areas. I'm, I'm grateful for those areas. I think, I think there's a part of me that has really high expectations of partners because I hold myself to a high bar. So why would I not hold my partner to the same high bar? And, you know, I see the things online of people that are like, sometimes you got to realize you got to lower your standards. And like, I don't agree with that. I don't. I do agree with the secretary theory. I do agree with at some point you do have to say, all right, I'm just going to choose this person. You know, like when you look at like, okay, I want to have a long-term relationship. I want to be married. I want to have you know, the person that I'm with forever, there is a degree of it that's going, I have to choose. I have to continue to actively choose this person and say, I understand that there's other people out there that probably do other things better, but I really care about this person. I'm going to continue to choose them. And I, I did revisit. Um, if you haven't listened to it yet, please go listen to the, uh, trophy wife episode. I went back and I re-listened to it and I, you know, was scrolling through some of her content. Cause I was like, I'm going through a slump and I'm feeling these things. And what are, what are the non-negotiables? You know, I'm sitting here with my 
I, my new emotional support water bottle friends, it is a Stanley dupe from Walmart. It's hot pink. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But I was like, I need to go drink some water. I need to go eat some protein. I need to go eat some fruits and vegetables. I need to look at my crust. And that is something like literally that thing ending, like this person is acknowledging that I have a really solid pie crust. And I was like, oh fuck, I'm not taking care of my pie crust. I got to go back and do that. <sighs> so I did that and I'm, I feel better. You know, I, I'm not a walker. The trophy wife does her daily walk for me that I did change to just exercise. I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but I've gotten back into training and weightlifting and I am sore all the time, but like I have struggled with disordered eating for over a decade and it's really pleasant to work with someone who's trained in nutrition and has experience working with people who have struggled with eating disorders and is able to assist me in my wellness goals because you don't know what you don't know until you get there. And I previously dated a lot of bodybuilders and they were not a safe space for me to be like, you know, it was like, oh, I want to go to the gym with you because like, they'll help me. And they fucking didn't. <laughs> I had, I had a guy rip a barbell weights off of my back while I was mid squat and was like, until you can learn how to fucking fix your form, stand over there and do some air squats. And I was like, this gym is packed. And like, you don't talk to me like that. That was uh, unacceptable. Um, and then we got into a fight because I told him that that was unacceptable. And I was like, you don't respect me. I respect me though. Uh, so that's fun. So yeah, uh, beating burnout. I am working out and I'm learning like what a compliment it is of like, hey, I felt strong today, you know? I am doing this because it's for me and I care about myself and I want kids. I do want kids. And in the United States, you get better health care when you tell them that you are preparing your body because you want to have children. Since I've started telling my doctors that I would like to get pregnant in the coming years, the quality of my health care has been dramatic. And that's really sad because it shouldn't be that way. It should be that level of care regardless. But I do want to have children. And so it's important for me to be the best version of myself before I do that, but also acknowledging where I have neglected myself and like my physical health. I was doing Pilates for like a year and I love it. I love Pilates, but it was not helping me build the muscles that I needed in order to protect my, like my core and my back. And like Pilates did help a lot with my core. And that's something that I've been complimented on, but like, I'd like I, my upper body is beat to shit and is not as strong as it could have been if I had invested a little bit harder a couple of years ago. And I'm not going to hold that against myself, but I'm going to focus on it because, hey, I failed and now I have a new goal. The downfall of it is that I do have to eat more and that is a struggle for me. And it is something that I'm really grateful that I have the support that I have 
you know, around me that like, Hey, I'm having a day where like, I need to eat, you know, another piece of meat. And like, I'm going to dry heave and I'm going to feel sick. And I'm just wrecked about it mentally, but like, Hey, it's going to be okay. Like, I'm just going to take one bite and I'm going to talk to my friends and they're going to support me and I'm going to eat another bite. And it's ridiculous, but it's great. You know, like I feel ridiculous with it, but I'm grateful for that surrounding me. I will say, I don't know how weird this is, but it's weird to me. I crave breaded chicken tenders, like the shitty chicken tenders. I crave them so heavily. Like that's my emotional support food of chicken tenders. I've noticed my cravings have changed a bit. I, and when I say a bit, like this is over the past like five years um, where I go through cycles where I crave chicken tenders, broccoli, green beans, like I crave vegetables. And that makes me look like a crazy person when I show up to work with just a bag of green beans. And I'm like, it's just one of those days. And they're like, okay, (laughs) all right. It's fucking weird again. But yeah, I'm grateful for this platform where I can talk about these things. I know that I like, if you're listening, I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I understand that this isn't always the most entertaining, but hey, maybe somebody will learn something from this. And what a beautiful thing that I get to document my life. I, you know, because it is a bit lonely. I, Marco Polo with uh, my girlfriend frequently, but like in this city, I don't have many friends and I want to get more. I'm going to hop on Bumble for friends. And I think that's the new journey for this next month of go on Bumble for friends and make new friends, find girlfriends to go out with because while a partner would be lovely. And while I have lots and lots of friends, I don't have as many people around here that I can go out with. And like, I do feel safer going in public with a man, but there's strength in numbers regardless of who those numbers are. Um, and it it's fucked up that I'm like, I, I need friends so that I can go out in public and not feel a little worried. But that's the reality of it. You know, there's a bunch of Christmassy events this weekend and I'm like, I would love to go to them, but like, I feel nervous to go out at night by myself, you know, going out in the dark alone as a woman is, is a rational fear. So Maybe I need to find more female friends. Sorry, I'm like talking around the microphone. I don't know how this is going to affect it in. uh... Yeah, I do want to acknowledge something. I love my girlfriends so much, but I did reach out to a couple of them because I was like, hey, this ended like I feel really good about it. And all of them are like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, hey, thanks. But like, I feel good. Like. I do feel sad. I am going to miss hanging out with this person. I was starting to like, you know, form some attachment to, I enjoyed talking to them about the things that were going on in my life. I enjoyed hearing what was going on in their life. I enjoyed spending time with them. I enjoyed, you know, the intimacy that was building there, but like, I'll survive. I'm okay. Like there's no need to cry. My friends. I have my kitty cats. Do you want to come say hello? Another thing I want to talk about. How do we describe a naked cat? This man right here is in the nude. Say hello. 
So Panuti, my sweet pastrami baby, uh, had a purple collar on. He looked so handsome and I came home and it's gone. I don't know how he took it off. I don't know where it is, but he's naked. I'm trying to show you his naked neck and he's not having it. Okay. But yeah, I've got my boys. I can I share a secret? Can I share a thought that I had that I didn't share with this person? Not directly, but I I've been thinking about for the past couple of days. Um, so it's Christmas time. I love Frank Sinatra Christmas music. I love Michael Bublé Christmas music. I love Christmas music that that makes me feel the dreams that I've always had of being in my home and the person I love being there with me. And while I'm playing my YouTube mix of a Yule log with Frank Sinatra in the background, grabs my hand and dances with me. I want to find the person that dances with me in life. I want to find the man who dances with me around my house and loves me a little bit more, you know, like that's, it's advice that I've gotten so many times. And I'm like, you know, it sounds fucked up, but it's true of like, you want the man that loves you a little bit more. You want the person that if you didn't love them would still be happy to stand on the sidelines and watch you do well, genuinely. You know, I've had people that have tried to convince me that they had this unrequited love for me. And I was like, no, you, you get violent when I say I don't feel the other way, the same way. That's different. And I don't want someone that like has pined for me for years and I just didn't see him. But like, I'm curious if I'm going to have an invisible strength thing, you know, like, am I going to meet some person who we go through childhood photos and I'm in the background of them and we met on a vacation as kids and who knows, who knows, but like, God, how exciting. Um, so I know I've just done nothing but ramble about my relationship life, uh, my romantic life, but you know, sometimes it's what we do. I will probably record another episode tomorrow for the following week because I might be going out of town, but I'm not sure yet, which is exciting. I will be excited to share that. I've also decided I've dedicated myself that for the next 30 days, I want to post on TikTok every single day. I'm challenging myself to a 30-day challenge where every day I am going to post a video. And I don't care if it gets no views. I don't care if it gets no likes. I want to post my life more and have fun. So I've been filming little clips today of like a day in my life. So let's go ahead. We'll pull out the, we'll pull out the video to, let's do it. All right. You saw it here first. Actually, just kidding. You'll see it on TikTok first. I'm posting it today. Um, But yeah, I recorded myself like getting ready for my haircut, got my haircut. I'm probably not going to film anything else. I'm probably going to like reach over and be like, my situation ended. I was debating going out tonight. I don't think I want to. Honestly, like I was planning on going out because I was like, I got my hair done. Why not? I don't know where I would go. I really don't. Like, I think I'm going to get on Bumble for friends and I'm going to find a new girlfriend to get drinks with while I'm here. And I don't know. I'm excited. I'm grateful and I'm excited and I want to thank Jesus hair. It's been great. I really enjoyed you. Um, I wish you nothing but the best and I'm excited for 
every, every ending is the start of a new chapter. So I'm excited for this new chapter. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at long D friends pod. I am on TikTok, live, laughed, loathed, and you can email us at longdfriendspod at gmail.com. I am going to try to go back on everything that I have forgotten to do in the past couple weeks while I was sad girl hours. And I just, I appreciate everybody all the time. I really do feel really blessed and grateful for everybody that tunes in every week. I love you. Thank you for your feedback. I got a lot of feedback about my skincare rant last week, and I appreciate that. I have been smothering my face in Aquaphor the minute I get out of the shower and jojoba oil and Vaseline lotion and honey was another one. Uh, Hyaluronic acid I've also received. So if you suffer from dry skin like little old me, now you know. All right, friends, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in.